we were speaking before about yep. my chronotype yes. and mine is a dolphin. That's correct. Which I find really fascinating and I think it'll be great for you to share what a chronotype is. So first of all, chronotypes have been around for a while. I did not invent chronotypes. Oh yeah, they've been around since like the yeah. late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. They were called morningness and eveningness. So there was a great questionnaire called the morningness, eveningness questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And we would label people as morning types or evening types. And somebody got the idea to name them early birds and night owls, right? But not everybody fit into that one of those two categories so then they came up with hummingbirds in between it is with my absolute honor to introduce to you with dr michael j bruce four times best selling author that's me you are a psychologist (laughs) and you are a sleep expert i've also done so many media opportunities appearances from oprah you've done dr oz dr phil wall street journal new york times how did you become the sleep doctor (laughs) (laughs) right when i was getting married my best friend got a job at this company called Medscape, which turned into a company called WebMD. And so he was like, Michael, we need a sleep person at WebMD. Would you be interested? Yeah. So I signed on for 15 years. I was the WebMD sleep expert. I was the only sleep guy. That was it. Like I was the only person there for them to ask these questions to. We just decided to start educating people. If you were to give that one key piece of advice for them to open the gates to whatever that is, what would that key be? Welcome to the queendom. Hello, everyone. We are here with Keys to the Queendom live in LA, California. Now, this is my first international trip here, and I'm bringing you guys guest speakers that have built their empires and are changing the world and making big moves. Now, it is with my absolute honor to introduce to you with Dr. Michael J. Bruce, four times best selling author. That's me. You are a psychologist (laughs) and you are a sleep expert. I have to touch on this though, because you have also done so many media opportunities, appearances from Oprah. Yeah. You've done- Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil, Wall Street Journal, New York Times. Like it's endless. I don't think it's me though. I think it's the topic, (laughs) right? Because sleep is such- Well, I'm very passionate about it, but sleep is one of those topics. My son told me this the other day. He was like, dad, you have the biggest niche in the world, right? He's like, there's very few people who are experts in sleep and literally every human being on the face of the earth probably needs your advice at some point in time and then another. So I feel very fortunate to have been studying this for quite some time. And uh, it's a fun topic, you know? I mean, it's something that people can get interested in and laugh about and take seriously. And, you know, you can actually improve. You know what? It's funny because what I do for work is business mentoring. And I was literally going to go, oh, I need to ask him the question on how you started to niche down. (laughs) So I actually want to bring this forward because I'm so grateful to have you here I'm doing your mastermind tomorrow as well. I'll be oh. there. Oh, you're going to be at that one? I'll oh, be. I'll be there too. Yeah. So awesome. I'll, I'll be obviously there with everyone. But for the listeners who don't know who you are, mm-hmm. how did you become the sleep doctor? <laughs> <laughs> how did I become the sleep doctor? So, you know, to be honest with you, it wasn't as conscious a decision as you might think. Mm-hmm. So um, right when I was getting married, my best friend got a job at this company called Medscape, which turned into a company called WebMD, right? Everybody's heard of WebMD. And so he was like, Michael, we need a sleep person at WebMD. Would you be interested? Yeah, how tough can this be? Sure. So I signed on for 15 years. I was the WebMD sleep expert. About three years into it, my attorney called me up and he was like, you know, you're getting a lot on TV a lot. So what WebMD did was it was brand new. Yeah. And so if you were in journalism, all you did was go to WebMD for your medical experts because they were already vetted. You knew what you were getting, right? It was easy. Mm. I was the only sleep guy. 
it. That was it. Like I was the only person there for them to ask these questions to. So I started doing interview after interview after interview. And then all of a sudden my attorney was like, you know, you, you, you should probably get a website that you send people to because right, right now you're just sending people, you know, off into the distance, maybe create a brand, something like that. And so I was like, okay, um, how about the sleep doctor? And so <laughs> we went out and uh, we were able to find the person who owned the sleep yeah. doctor. They were able, they sold it to us and um, slowly started to develop a brand. And so the goal of the brand has always been um, evidence-based education. That's good. Right? So what research has been done that we can apply to our lives and actually have some outcomes? Because there's a lot of research out there that you, you really can't do a whole lot practically with. Mm. That's stepping stones towards other things and not saying that all research isn't important because it yeah. is, but there's some things that are much more practical than others. And so over at The Sleep Doctor, the goal has always been Hey, how do we take really complicated stuff, drill it down into bite-sized, actionable chunks mm. for people so that they can actually do something with it? Because they don't need to read scientific journals all day like yep. what I do, right? They need somebody like me to distill it down and say, okay, here are the five things that I want you to do in order to get a better night's rest. And I need to make sure that they work. So we just decided to start educating people and the blog got popular then I got popular. Then I wrote a book that got popular. And then all of a sudden, you know, things just start, kind of started happening. And yeah. so again, I feel super duper blessed, you know, whatever the word is, I feel very uh, fortunate mm. that people are taking sleep seriously. It's about time, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think the pandemic did, had a lot to do with that. Cause as soon as the pandemic hit, people started to really say to themselves, holy cow, like sleep's important to my immune function. Sleep's important for me not getting sick. Sleep's important for my energy level. Like now that, and especially with sheltering in place for a lot yeah. of us, we couldn't go anywhere. So getting your sleep really made a lot of sense. So it was really a interesting time for sleep. And I think sleep has evolved and changed yeah. quite a bit over time. So now we're at this kind of cool crossroads where sleep's a big deal mm -hmm. um, and we're trying to just continue to educate more and more people about what are sleep disorders, what's disordered sleep, what's a chronotype, things like that, just kind of some of the basic stuff to get them on, on their way. And you said chronotype for the, we were speaking before about yep. my chronotype yes. and mine is a dolphin. That's correct. Which I find really fascinating. And I think it'll be great for you to share what a chronotype is. Yep. And then we can talk about how sure. dolphins and all the different types of chronotypes there are. You bet. So, so first of all, chronotypes have been around for a while. I did not invent chronotypes. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. They've been around since like the yeah. late sixties, early seventies. Yeah. Um, and they were, t they were called morningness and eveningness. So there was a great questionnaire called the morningness, eveningness questionnaire. Mm -hmm. And we would uh, label people as morning types or evening types. And somebody got the idea to name them early birds and night owls, right? But not everybody fit into that one of those two categories. Mm. So then they came up with hummingbirds in between. Now I gotta be honest with you, hummingbirds just doesn't sound like a particularly smart name, right? Like it doesn't Sounds make <laughs> doesn't make any sense, right? You got early birds, got night owls, got hummingbirds. I, I haven't figured that one out. So that was going along just fine, but I had patients that didn't fit into any one of those three categories. Mm. I couldn't figure it out. And so I had one patient who came to me and I failed. I mean, I failed with this patient. Wow. Oh, it was awful. Um, we tried everything. We tried medication. We tried cognitive behavioral therapy. We finally brought her in again. And she was like, you know, Dr. Bruce, if I could just sleep in a different time zone, my life would be so much better. I was like, say that one more time. She was like, if I could just go to bed at like maybe 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, get up at like 8. 8.30 in the morning and then start my day that way. She's like, I would be just fine. I was yeah. like, 
why don't you do that? She said, well, my boss wouldn't let me do that. My partner and my kids yeah. and all these other things wouldn't let me do that. And I said, well, how about for a week we try the experiment? She's like, you can give it a shot, but you have to call my boss. So I called her boss and I said, hey, I want to you know, run this experiment. And he said, no problem. He said, we can run the experiment, yeah. but she's fired at the end of the week. Wow. No pressure, right? And so I'm like, great, just what I wanted. So I said, okay, I mean, she's going to get fired anyway. Might as yeah. well give it a shot. So we had her show up at uh, nine, not 10 o'clock, and she didn't leave until 6, 6.30. Yeah. Kind of got in with her husband and her kids. Everybody was on board for the yeah. program, called on Friday, and I could talk to the boss. And the first words out of his mouth were, I got three other people I want you to see. There you go. Isn't that interesting? It was fascinating. And so he was like, I don't know what you did, but- something she works on a different schedule and mm. so i was like yeah i think she does yeah so let's try and let's see if we can figure that part out and so then i started to dive deep into the literature of chronotypes and realize hey this is somebody who had something that didn't fall into any of those categories which is where the dolphin chronotype eventually mm. came from so it turns out these are genetic so you don't get to choose yeah and that's amazing because when i looked into it all of them are genetic is that yeah. right okay and so i'm a dolphin so what are the characteristics of all so of them? so there's four different ones so I, I by the way i changed the names i was gonna say right so <laughs> remember simple marketing uh, right yeah. exactly yeah. so I, I i said to myself you know this is i'm not a bird i'm a mammal right i want to and i want to be something to aspire to right so we chose i wanted to choose animals at mm. first it was crystals then it was colors then i was yeah. like no animals and so once we got to animals we said we needed to choose animals that were inspiring that people would want to be, mm. right? But I also wanted animals that actually fit the circadian lifestyle. So I, if you were going to represent the early birds, you had to get up early, right? Mm. So we learned very early on, nobody wants to be a platypus, okay? Nobody wants to be <laughs> a porcupine, <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so we had to choose these animals. So early birds turn into lions, mm. okay? So lions, king or queen, who wouldn't want to be the king or queen of the jungle, wow. right? I mean, it's, it's amazing, right? These are my COOs. Notice I didn't say CEOs, I said COOs. These are my operators. These are my yes. people who are up at 5.30 in the morning. They're firing off emails by six. They've got a list of you know things they do every day from one to 37. Yeah. And they go from one to two to three to four to five, You know, very orderly, almost militant mm. in their thinking. That's lions, makes up about 15% of the population. Yeah. Okay. Then hummingbirds turn into bears, right? Who wouldn't want to be a teddy bear, right? It's so the cute. best. Um, they like to uh, go wake up around 7.30, go to bed around 10.30. They make up a lot. 55% of the population. So one in two people is a bear. Wow. I wish I was a bear. I was going to say, what are you? I'm a wolf. I used to be a wolf. Ooh. I'll explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being a bear is the best because all of life's schedule is based on a bear schedule. Mm -hmm. Like a nine to five work schedule, that's perfect for a bear because yeah. they want to get up at 7.30. They want to go to bed around 10.30. So it actually works out really, really well for them. Bears mm -hmm. are the people that get the work done. Mm -hmm. So they're sometimes extroverted, sometimes introverted. They're always nice people. They'll invite you to your home for dinner, buy you a drink at the bar. Like they're really kind of cool, chill people who kind of get get stuff done, yeah. okay? Yeah. Then you've got the night owls, which I call wolves. So that's what the category that I fall into. Now I've yeah, always okay. fallen into this category. Both my parents were night owls and my wife is a night owl. Interesting. Okay? Now, I, this was fascinating because before, I, went, I wasn't studying chronotypes when I was dating my wife 23 years ago. You manifested. So, right? <laughs> right? Did I? That'd be, that'd be funny. Um, so it was funny because I'd say, hey, what time do you want to go out? She'd say, oh, pick me up at eight. 
you know, and then we get to dinner at 830. We'd be done by 10. We yeah. go to the movies, 1030, be done by 1230. Go get a drink or dessert, be done by two. And that was a normal night for us. Like wow. we didn't think anything about it. Yeah. And if I went out on some girls, they'd be like, pick me up at six. Like, <laughs> You know, like who's staying out till <laughs> two in the morning. And so my wife and I, we just kind of went on that path. Yeah. Right. So night owls are well, we're the creatives. So mm. we're the actors, the artists, the athletes, the the people who've got something a little bit weird about them that yeah. kind of comes out at night. Yeah. That's the wolves out yeah. there. Um, we're deeply loyal friends. Um, we show up at the party at 1130, but we stay till two o'clock and help yeah. you clean up. Yeah. Um, and um, we're, we're different kinds of people. If we make a list, we go from step one to step 12 to step 47, yes. you know, and it makes perfect sense to us, but doesn't make sense to anybody else. Um, I am a wolf or I was a wolf. Yeah. Um, I turned 55 this past year. Yeah. And when I turned about 52, 53, something weird started happening is I started wanting to get up earlier and I started wanting to go to bed earlier. Interesting. Now that's supposed to happen. So there's this thing that we call chrono longevity. So it turns out everybody goes through every one of the chronotypes. Wow. So think about it. When you're a baby, you're a lion. Mm. Go to bed early, wake up early. Yeah. When you're a toddler, go to bed early, wake up kind of early. When you're a teenager, what do you want to do? Stay up Step until late. two, sleep until two, right? Then you hit adulthood and it kind of locks and loads for about 30, 35 years. Yeah. And then once you get old like me, it starts to go backwards again. So anytime you talk to your parents or your grandparents and you say, hey, you want to go out to dinner? And they say, yeah, let's meet at 4.30, 5 o'clock right for dinner you're like what's what's wrong with you their melatonin has gone backwards yes. so they're getting pushed backwards so that's exactly what's kind of starting to happen to me as i get older so we do move throughout and so now i'm much more in the somewhere in the bear to late bear category yeah. maybe even lion or early bear on occasion yeah. sometimes i just wake up at 6 30 for it no reason at all and i just get my day going if I want, you know, something like that, hang out with my dogs. I love that. You know? And just hearing all that, I'm just reflecting on my past and I'll go through that with you in a second because I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, but the fact that I'm a dolphin, it really makes sense with my morning routine, getting up, training. Mm -hmm. But the fact for me, it's reducing caffeine intake. Can't believe I have to do that. Yep. And going to bed from 12 to 6, yep. which I find really fascinating. Yep. Because so, since I've been here, I've actually been going to bed later. Oh, good. And waking up early and I've been okay. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm alive. <laughs> yeah, so so you're the fourth chronotype, which is the thing that I discovered, which is the dolphin. Mm. So up till now, nothing is new, okay? Mm. Early bird, night owl, somebody in the middle. I just renamed them. No big deal. Queen, how often have you said, I spent my whole life studying, I've been to school my whole life, and I've actually learned nothing that teaches me the tools and strategies to build a successful business in the outside world. You've probably spent thousands of dollars on courses, or you've heard fake news from business gurus. Well, I'm here to give this incredible news to everyone here right now that this is Queen Stream University. Get out of debt and actually start making money in the online space knowing and having the foundations to build a successful business. Now I'm talking because I have gone through the trenches. I have been a fitness coach, built my online business as a pro athlete, and now I am a business coach. You'll go from having absolutely no idea what your business is through in the eight weeks, learn the foundations of knowing what your purpose is, your vision and mission, and also understanding your business values with the execution to know what that business is. You'll also learn branding, social media, content strategy, marketing, and more importantly, how to sell. 
With Queenstream University, it'll cut out the bullshit and remove all the fluff and get you working specifically on your business so you can execute this in eight weeks to get ready to launch. I wanted you to have something where you get to access something straight away, where you get to fast track your growth, as well as remove any doubt, any overwhelming sensation or stress, or the question that everyone seems to ask, where do I begin? With Queenstream University, you'll be able to build wealth, freedom, and at the end of the day, be an entrepreneur and be able to say, I have finally built my own thing, my own business, and I've stopped making money for someone else, and I'm now making money for my own empire. Queen Stream University. This is where it gets interesting. So what we found was about 10% of the population has chronic insomnia, um, a little bit of anxiety, some mild health concerns, and it gets wrapped up into their personality, their sleep schedule, their yeah. whole thing, yeah. right? And yeah. that's where we end up with dolphins, yeah. right? Now, to be fair, dolphins are who I wrote the book for. They're my favorite people in the universe. I love dolphins. <laughs> they're the best. Well, because they're fun, they're energetic, they got lots going on. Um, and, um, and they're always, you know, trying to get something going and having mm. a good time, but they are plagued by sleep issues. And yeah. so a lot of times they'll say to me, oh, Michael, I can't fall asleep or wake up in the middle of the night. I can't get back to sleep. Um, and I've got different, you know, strategies for each one of those types of things for my dolphins. But generally mm. speaking, the dolphins really are, they've been this way for a while. Mm. Now I do have some people where they're a dolphin by circumstance. So what do I mean by that is. You're a journalist and you have to wake up at four o'clock in the morning every morning, right? Yeah. You know, something crazy like that, or yeah. you're traveling all over the universe like you do, right? So those types of things can, your environment can force you into a very erratic chronotype, which is not too much fun at all. Yeah. And so when that happens, sometimes if we can get you sleeping well, then your true chronotype oftentimes pops out. And that's where that 12 to 6 comes into play because mm. what a lot of people who are dolphins do is they're like oh shit i don't have eight yep. hours yep. i'm it's going to take years off the back end of my life i'm going to have more wrinkles i'm going to not be able to work out at the gym like all of these things none of which are true yeah like there's no data to support any of them. i mean i told you at the beginning of the show i everything i do is with clinical evidence right so real data has to be there and there's just no evidence to support that like very few people actually need eight hours of sleep. Very and few. I love that you say that because as an entrepreneur, there was all these, I guess right now it's like being the 5am club, now the 4am, which I sort of fall in that bracket because I was like, well, I'm the most creative at, you know, 4am and right. then I'm going to get my stuff done. But it's nice to hear that because there's been no evidence proven yep. that you need all this. So the 5am club is just about <laughs> the worst idea in the universe. <laughs> no. All right. And I'll explain why. Yeah. And um, look, I've, I've met and talked with Several of those folks who kind of aspire to or have that as their their thing, as yeah. their mantra, as their schedule. Yeah. Here's the bottom line is 85% of the world can't do that genetically. Mm. 85%. So it's great for 15%. It's a lot of people, right? But what I don't like is the fact that they don't tell you, hey, by the way, you could genetically not be able to do this and fail and feel like crap about yourself for mm -hmm. failing when in fact it's your genes man like yeah. it has nothing to do with your motivation for waking up at four which by the way nobody should wake up at four yeah that was nobody. me sorry you can slap my hand <laughs> it's not good um where can we there's a quiz that yes. the listeners will put that in the description box because i yep. think 
as you said, 4 a.m. is a myth. It's really Sorry. not the best idea. <laughs> so what we're so I created a quiz. It's, yeah. thir- it's about 30 questions, depending upon how far you get. Yeah. Um, and um, it only takes about two minutes. If you go to chronoquiz.com, you can take it there. Or if you go to my website, thesleepdoctor.com, you can take it there. Um, and um, also, you've got some hints already. Like you kind of probably already know a little bit of who you are, or maybe you know who your parents were, yeah. and that gives you some indication. I mean, I remember when I was a small boy, five, six years old, I could walk into my parents' room at midnight, both of them would be up, all the lights would be on, my mm-hmm. mom would be reading, my dad would be maybe watching the news, and it was midnight, and they didn't, and I'm five, and they're like, what are you doing? You know, like, like I was an only child. So, you know, it was, it was very nighttime focused household yeah. growing up. Yeah. So you just have to kind of start to think about it. And, but here's the best part is once you know your chronotype, you actually know what your hormonal um, distribution is for the next 24 hours. So if you time it right, yeah. you could time something when your hormones are actually naturally at their highest point yeah, okay. in order to do it the best. So I can actually tell you the best time of day to have sex, eat a cheeseburger, ask your boss for a raise, go to sleep, have coffee, have alcohol. Like it's endless, the number of things that I can show you the perfect time of day to do them. I really want to go into that. My partner's going to love you. And it's yeah? funny that he's not here. <laughs> um, but I wanted to also just go back to just diving deeper is what I was saying to you before around mm. my upbringing. So mm-hmm. I was actually when I was 21, so I'm turning 34 in a few days. Congratulations. You, you look amazing. Thank you so much. Can we hang out? <laughs> um, and when I was 21, I, I went to the to a therapist and she had put me straight away from one session. It was a 30-minute session on still knocks. Okay. And I was 21. And then I got off it very quickly. But I was very addictive straight away. And so yep. you said I was a dolphin. Insomnia is a massive thing. I went yep. to the straight quick fix thing. Now, this must be a massive thing right now with a lot of people where even myself for a really long time was I just want the f- easiest thing, quickest thing. Everybody wants a pill to sleep. Yes. And so what advice do you give to the people out there? And I think the percentage now is quite high with prescriptions and stuff. It is. Yeah. So since COVID, and I don't have stats for yeah. Australia, but I do have some stats for the United States. Yeah. During COVID, we had a 23 3% increase in sleeping pill prescriptions written. So on top of already too many people, 23% more people were getting prescriptions. Now the medication you said still knocks, I believe that's called Ambien here in the United States. Yeah. It's the number one sleeping aid, I think in the world yeah. um, that's out there. And so what do we do with people? So first of all, let's let's have this discussion because it's, it's an important one. So yeah. number one, if your doctor places you on a sleeping tablet, That is between you and your doctor. Do not go taking yourself off of it because you listen to us on this podcast. Okay. We're not here to give you medical advice, but we are here to plant a few seeds to, to let them grow for you to understand a little bit more. There are people out there who need a pill to sleep. Bottom line. There are. Yeah. But to be fair, most people that are on these pills don't need to be. Mm. I believe that sleeping pills are very overprescribed. Um, what we used to call it in uh, school was we'd call it what's called a door handle diagnosis. So this means that as the doctor's got their hand on the door to go out, the patient says, oh, by the way, <laughs> I'm not sleeping so hot. 
Like, and you're already behind schedule, right? You, you're like, oh, here we go. So what do they do? You reach into your pocket, you grab out your prescription pad, you write Ambien number 30, you know, take at night, you know, with three refills and you hand it to him and say, come back in three months, you should be fine. Yeah. That's the problem right there. You don't come back after three months. Well, either you don't come back after three months or you're kind of left to your own devices yeah. with a very powerful medication that you really don't have a whole lot of training on, yeah. right? Yeah. And so people show up in my doorstep usually in one of three, maybe four different scenarios. So number one, they've read the book, they're a dolphin and they're ready to get help. Yeah. Number two, they've been placed on sleeping pills. The, the dosage has escalated over the years. They're now taking two, three types of sleep aids at the same time, and they're very uncomfortable with that. They want to get off of it. Yeah. The third type of person is somebody who's gone through all of that. They've taken themselves off of everything, but they sleep like shit, yeah. and they just want some help, right? And then the fourth type is where it's something that has to do with something biological or medical, mm. right? So it could be an undiagnosed case of sleep apnea. It could be menopause. It could be pain. There's a whole host of... So those are kind of the four buckets of people that kind of show up. Now, to be fair, I like entrepreneurs the best. Um, I'll, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Entrepreneurs are a very unique group of people because they've started to, un they understand what they're good at mm -hmm. and what they're not good at. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, okay, I'm not good at sleep. I need to find somebody who can help me be good at sleep because then I can be more productive at the things that I wanna do. Mm -hmm. It's it very logic driven with entrepreneurs. And if you tell them what to do, they will do it yeah. nine times out of 10. Yeah. They like to have a path and something to follow and where it's just like step one, step two, step three, step four. So for a lot of those people, when they come to my office, what will happen is they'll say, hey, you know, Dr. Bruce, I wanna come off of these medications. I say, okay, step number one, let's talk to the prescribing doctor. Mm -hmm. So we all get on the phone and we say, hey, they wanna come off these medications. I would like to create a taper schedule so we can taper this person off these medications. I use a very long, taper schedule. So yeah. a lot of doctors, so for example, if you're on 10 milligrams of Ambien, they'll say, cut it in half for a week, then cut that in a half for a week and then be off of it. That's so short. It's very short. Yeah. And for somebody who's been taking pills for a long periods of time, it doesn't really work very well that way. So what I'll do is I'll say, cut your pill, your 10 milligrams in half. And to be clear, I'm not an MD. So this is their, their doctor is saying to them with my suggestion mm. is cut it in half and we're going to leave it there for three weeks. Okay, so you don't have to worry, just get used to it. Then we're gonna take that five milligrams and cut that in half for three weeks. Yeah. Then we're gonna take that two and a half and we're gonna use it every other night for a week, then every third night for a week, and then we're gonna come off of it. By the time I get you all the way down there, you almost don't have enough in your system for it to make any sense, yeah. for it to work. So we're slowly bringing up, because here's the problem, almost every sleeping pill out there has something called rebound insomnia. So when you cold turkey off of it, you're up for three days. Yeah. And let me tell you something, you are miserable. And you don't think clearly, and all you wanna do is, you know, get get to sleep. Yeah. Um, and so that becomes an issue. There's a fifth, comp more complicated uh, time that I deal with people, and that's people with substance abuse problems. Because then it gets wrapped up in a very complicated situation, right? Because we've got people who, they're, they let's say they have an addiction or an alcoholism, and then all of a sudden, um, they're, they have to, it's fine. They have to get off of the medication that they were on yeah. and now they can't sleep and now it's making them want to drink 
or use their drugs yeah. to get them to go back to sleep. So the number one relapse oftentimes is insomnia. The number one pre-symptom of relapse oftentimes is insomnia. Yeah, so insane. we're always looking at all of these different areas, but when we think about pills, number one, is it necessary? Mm. If it is, okay, then we just wanna have it on the lowest dose at the most effective time and be done with it. If it, if it is not being effective, then we need to do a taper schedule and we need to teach you how to sleep. Turns out that behavioral, cognitive behavioral therapy, when placed side by side with something like Ambien, cognitive behavioral therapy not only works better, but lasts longer. Mm. What is, as an example? How would so you... cognitive behavioral therapy is where we change your sleeping schedule, yeah. but we also change the way you think about sleep. Mm. So CBT, specifically CBTI, cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, um, really looks at some of those cognitive distortions. So those things that we were talking about before, like, oh, if I don't get eight hours of sleep, it's going to peel it. life off the back end of, uh, you know, years off the back end of my life. It's not true. Mm. And so with cognitive behavioral therapy, what we do is we pull out the, we pull out the epidemiology books and I say, look, here's the data. Yeah. This is what it shows. You, you, nobody's dying any quicker who's sleeping seven hours than sleeping eight hours. And it's it's pretty miraculous. People are like, holy crap, I, this was a misconception that I had. So we retrain their brain. That's where the that cognitive portion comes in. The behavioral portion comes in is we give them bedtimes. Yeah. So I give them bedtimes based on their chronotype, right? And it makes it super duper effective. And yeah. so if I already know their chronotype from them taking the quiz, I give them a new wake up time, a new bedtime, a few other tips, all of the sudden, and by the way, it doesn't cost a dime to do most of the stuff that I teach people. Yeah, get on it, guys. <laughs> right? I mean, it doesn't. Then then you've got something that's worthwhile. Now, do I see patients, you know, who need formal one-on-one -on -one help? Of course I do. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I do really, really well with them because I, I spend focused time with them every week. I've got probably seven to ten patients now that I see on a, on a fairly regular basis. And I rotate people in as they need. Um, but uh, it's pretty easy to fix uh, if you just dedicate the time to it, really put your mind to it. You'd be shocked um, at how easy it is. To, I mean, I usually fix people in three to four months. That's amazing. And I think it comes back to, I guess, the times we're in now. Because for me, I remember growing up watching my mum work endlessly. It was like, sleep till you're dead or sleep when dead. That was yeah. the- Yeah, everybody very... would say, yeah, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And I feel like it'd be great to hear some of the misconceptions of sleep and then talking about all the benefits that why yeah. people should really focus on sleep. Well, so here's the biggest problem is there's actually a place in our brain that the sleepier we get, the more it tells us we're okay. Mm. So it lies to us, okay? So if you were back in caveman, cavewoman times and you were running across the, the plains there and you got tired, you wouldn't lie down and take a nap because you'd be lunch for a saber-toothed tiger, right? Yeah. Your brain would say, you're not tired, keep going. Yeah. Well, that same mechanism is still around. And so when you get tired, it just tells you to keep going. Now, we also have a lot of lights around us, so that has a big effect on us. Caffeine, which you seem to enjoy quite a bit of. <laughs> How can you do um, <laughs> It seems to have a pretty big effect, yeah. right? And so yeah. starting to understand how some of those things have an effect on us, I think can be very, very important. But the number one thing to remember is, is our brain constantly wants to tell us, hey, it's okay, push on through, mm. you know, or grab some sugar. That's the biggest problem, really, that people just don't know. Yeah. Well, so you think it's going to give you some quick energy, which it does. But the problem is, is sugar decreases the production of melatonin. Mm. So that dessert at dinner is really not the best idea. And I want to be clear about something. I love dessert. Like I love ice cream. Like 
I love ice cream and I really have to just push it towards the beginning of the day or the middle of the day because when you eat all that stuff late at night, yeah. it definitely has a big effect. Um, a big myth that a lot of people don't understand is caffeine. Tell me. I know, I know, I keep picking on you, but <laughs> here's the problem is caffeine has a half-life of between six and eight hours, right? Mm. And so if you stop at two, eight hours later is 10, which is when most people are at least considering going to bed, only half of it is out of your system. Mm. So when you're a dolphin, which you are, so you have a little bit of extra energy in you, a yeah. little bit of, so I would really be looking to modify your caffeine intake because mm. what's that is eventually doing is it's just making you jitter. Yeah, no, and I, I really resonate with that too because when I went through, I was a professional athlete for a really long time, so mm -hmm. I had to monitor my caffeine intake. It was, everything mm -hmm. was so- What was your sport? Professional bodybuilding. Oh, amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so you have really interesting nutritional guidelines. Yeah. You have lots of different things going on. I don't know if you were like 100% clean or not, but there's a whole- yeah. There's a whole different universe there because I've, I've worked with some uh, bodybuilders who uh, used steroids. It really messes up your sleep. Yeah. Like unbelievably. I so I know that though because- They have no idea mm. that it's going to happen and they can't get enough sleep to then have enough energy the next day. So they end up taking stimulants with their steroids so yeah. they can get a bigger burn. It's a it's a real mess because the, the body just ends up giving out after a yeah. while because it just doesn't have enough it's, it's recovery really, in it. It's really resonating now because even my partner- and it's funny because he's the type of person that falls asleep really quickly. Mm -hmm. Don't um, you hate him? Oh, I do. I'm like <laughs> lying in bed at night. I've got my podcast with Dr. Bruce. Right, right. Um, but it's interesting because he's someone that he feels really guilty that he was on his laptop today mm -hmm. doing a bit of work. He's doing his side hustle. And right. I just look over to him. He's fallen asleep. And he's getting really upset about it because he's working his side hustle. He's a tradie. So he gets mm -hmm. up. 6 a.m., goes to work, comes home at 7, Oof. and then he does night shift. So, he's all over the place. And we go to, you know, America. We're here. Right. And so, he's falling asleep all the time. That's probably another story. So, you know, if people who are listening right now and they feel guilty for falling asleep, what is the advice you give to them and what and how is it? What if it's unhealthy as well? Yeah, so- Hey, beautiful kings and queens. Are you right now in a space where you're ready to take action and build your business, yet you struggle where to begin? You're feeling stuck and overwhelmed with all the things you need to do when it comes to building a business. Build the business of your dreams in the online space and be in the arena of all the incredible, great humans out there that are building seven to eight figure businesses. Now, the foundations that I truly believe in that you are going to learn through this membership is sales, marketing, content creation, social media, money mindset, and of course, branding. Now, all of this will be accessible for you to be learning what is currently hot right now in the market and how you can create your own business and build a successful business in the online space. All you have to do right now is DM Empire in my Instagram or email myself and my team and we will get the ball rolling so you can have your empire and start making moves in the online space. So there's two real parts to that that I wanna take apart real quick. So mm. number one, sleep is healing. Mm. Nobody should ever feel guilty for sleeping. Yeah right? It's recovery. Yeah. If you're so tired that you can't keep your eyes open, your body is trying to yeah. tell you something, Yeah. right? Yeah. Just is like, just take it for what it's worth. It's, it's important. Um, number two, can you sleep too much or can there be, can sleep be unhealthy? Yes, it can actually. Mm -hmm. So when somebody turns to me and they say, Hey, Michael, I need nine, 10, 11 hours of sleep. 
that raises a big red flag for me. Well, because here's the thing. Most of us, we think when we think about sleep, we think about it as a quantity, not yeah. as a quality perspective, right? Mm. Let me tell you something. If I got you six hours of unbelievably high quality sleep, I can assure you, you'd like it more than eight hours of light and crappy sleep. Yeah, 100%. Right? I really resonate. Yeah. yeah. And so when we start to think about sleep, we need it's a balance. Right. The other thing I worry about is um, when people tell me they have nine or 10 hours of sleep, could they have a sleep disorder? Apnea, mm. narcolepsy, restless legs. It's making their body want to sleep longer because the quality isn't there. Or could it be depression? Mm. That's another big thing that we see with a lot of people who have a tendency to stay in bed, oversleep. Depression can be a, a very big thing. So it's really about sleep is kind of it's kind of a good window or thermometer of the whole body. If you're not sleeping well. I can assure you something else is going on somewhere in yeah. your body. And so what would, speaking. yeah, advice for anyone listening, the mm -hmm. next steps would just be reaching out and looking at your quiz, then seeing the product. No, 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 no. Here's what I think people should do. Number one, take the quiz. Mm. All right. Just take the quiz. It'll take you three minutes. You'll learn a lot. Yeah. Number two, take the advice that you get from the quiz for your wake up time. So I'm going to give everybody a five step plan right now. Yes, good. Super simple, very straightforward. Step number one, wake up at the same time, seven days a week, not five days a week, seven days a week. <laughs> so no sleeping on Sundays. No sleeping okay. in on Sundays, right? Um, at, based on your chronotype. And let mm. me tell you why. So um, when you open up your eyes in the morning, light comes in and you have very special cells in your eye called melanopsin cells. These are uh, cells and they send a signal to your brain to turn off the melatonin faucet in your head. Okay. So light, turn off melatonin. Very important. Like it for the mornings, clears the brain fog. That's awesome. Problem is, is it also sets a timer. So it's a timer that sets. So let's say you're waking up at six. You mentioned six before. Let's say you're waking mm. up at six. It sets a timer for about 14 hours later for melatonin to start, which would be about 8 p.m. It takes about 90 minutes for melatonin to get up to plasma concentration levels. You start to get sleepy. You fall asleep by 10, 1030. Okay. Easy peasy, right? Now you go to Saturday and instead of waking up at six, you wake up at eight. Well, guess what? Your melatonin isn't kicking off at eight. It's kicking off at 10 which means you're not even ready to start thinking about sleep until 11, 30, 12, which means your whole night is shifted now. You do this two nights in a row and you got what's called social jet lag and that's why Mondays suck. Yep. Right? And then there's Suicide Tuesdays. <laughs> right, exactly. So you wanna keep as tight a wake up time as possible. You never wanna go below five and a half hours. I wanna be super clear about that. So if you get in bed at three and your normal wake up time is six, don't wake up at six, give yourself at least six hours to, to, to get yourself there. Don't go to bed early. That's a big no-no because people go to bed early and their circadian rhythms aren't there. Yeah. Then they just get pissed off. So step number one, one wake up time. Step number two, stop caffeine by 2 p.m. We talked a little bit about it, but do if it. you can, I'll stop by you. two. I'll Thank you. you, I appreciate it. <laughs> It'll be good for you. Yeah. Yep. Um, step number three has to do with alcohol. Mm. There's a really big difference between going to sleep and passing out. Mm. okay we don't like the passing out the myth was as well red wine's great for you to fall asleep That's yes a myth, right so red wine is actually bad um because of the sugar and the tannins red wine actually makes you wake up you'd be better off drinking a white or a rose or having a gin or a vodka yeah or even a tequila than you would any of the darker liquors or alcohols but as a general rule if you have more than two drinks you catch a buzz. When you catch a buzz, cortisol goes up and gives you energy, which is kind of the opposite of sleep. Now, also in two drinks, you get a little loopy. So mm -hmm. that makes you feel sleepy, right? So now you've got this energetic buzz going. Yeah. That's really not what we're trying to, you know, 
land the plane on, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like there's no runway there. Yeah. So what I tell people all the time is step number three is limit yourself to two drinks and stop drinking three hours before bed. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't mean you can't have a glass of wine or a aperitif or a, a scotch afterwards. I don't care. Mm. But just keep it to a low roar. Keep it to two. Step number four is exercise. You're a fan. I know it. Right. Yeah. People should exercise every day. I'm a big fan of it. But look, you don't have to run a marathon. No, it's just what works for you, right? 100%. Yeah. So uh, everybody's got a different kind of workout routine that works for them. All I'm talking about is 20 minutes a day. And it can be walking. I yeah. don't care. I just want you to get off your butt and move. Okay, you can graduate and do more and more as, as as it goes. But for folks out there who are not moving, I just want you to get off your butt and move. But you don't want to do it too close to bedtime because if you heat up your body, it's hard to fall asleep. So you want to stop exercise four hours before bed. Four hours and then alcohol was three. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through it again and give you a quick summary in a second. Step number five is I want you to do three things every morning, what I call the three fifteens. Mm -hmm. So when you wake up in the morning, swing your legs over the side of the bed, take 15 deep breaths. This is just to wake up your respiratory system, kind of bring you present, right? Be begin to start your day. Mm. Step number two, or I guess it would be number five, six, um, would be 15 deep breaths. Okay. Mm. Just again, bring yourself present. Oh, no, I already said 15 deep breaths. The step number, the second part of this is 15 uh, ounces of water. Yeah. So you got to drink water. People don't know this, but what sleep. What would be the liters in ounces? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I have no idea. We'll look it up. Don't we'll worry. look it up. It'll be it'll be in the show notes we'll be in for the notes, sure. Yes, for sure. Um, Fifteen ounces of water, simply because sleep is a dehydrative event. Yeah. Most people don't know um, that you lose almost a full liter of water Didn't every night that. just from the humidity in your breath. So drink some water and then 15 minutes of sunshine. Go outside if you can and get 15 minutes of sunlight. Mm. That kicks in that melanopsin cell. Also, that's exactly the amount of time your body needs to uh, make vitamin D, mm. which we all need. Mm. So. In review, step number one, have one wake-up time based on your chronotype. Yeah. Step number two, stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Step number three, stop alcohol three hours before bed. Step four, exercise daily, but stop exercise four hours before bed. Step five is do the 315s, which is 15 deep breaths, 15 ounces of water, and 15 minutes of sunshine in the morning. You make it actually sound so simple. I swear to you, it's easy to do. I, I swear. That's where people go wrong. They think they need a drink, suppress. Take pills. No, 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 no. Don't. If you just did the five things that I told mm. you and you did them for a month, I can guarantee you your sleep will improve. I can guarantee it. All right, let's do it then. <laughs> <laughs> let's actually talk about all the benefits of sleep. You mentioned mm -hmm. good sex. Yep. Sex at the right time for your chronotype. Yep. What else? So honestly, it, sleep affects every system and every organ system and every disease state. Literally everything you do, mm. you do better with a good night's sleep. Yeah. Whether it's a physical activity, a mental activity, could be an emotional activity, it could be a spiritual activity. It really doesn't matter. But what, what sleep does, it allows you to be present mm. um, and know where you are and what's going on. It allows you to get into a flow state, yeah. which a lot of people are constantly looking for because that's when they find themselves to be at kind of that effortless production state mm. of themselves. Um, sleep is a benefit for um, emotions, absolutely. You're a nicer person when you've slept well. You're nicer to your partner. You're nicer to your kids. Uh, you're nicer to your dog. Um, also, um, spiritually, I think it works out better for folks. When people are exhausted and they're falling asleep in the mosque or in the church or in the synagogue or whatever your place of worship is, 
you're not really getting what you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. Like, I don't think the pastors really mind all that much, but they'd rather you be awake. I'd be offended. Yeah. <laughs> Am I boring right Yeah. Now? <laughs> I don't think they think that. I just think they, they're concerned, yeah. right? You know? Yeah. So I, I think that being open spiritually, you have to have good sleep. I think being open intellectually, learning new ideas, you know, feeding your brain, it's really tough to do when, you know, you're not well slept. And then physical, you know, that's that's kind of the obvious one, right? We know that for men, if they if they lose, what is it? If you lose more than two hours of sleep across a week, your testosterone uh, drops almost 10 years. So if you're a 22-year-old NBA player, you play like a 33-year-old NBA player. Yeah. That's not good. Thinking about athletes too, and then adding all the other things that we spoke about. Reaction time slows down. Yeah. Then there's travel, like you coming from Australia, you got jet lag that's in there. Oh yeah, it's it's never ending. And then you work quite closely with peak performers, right? I do. I'd love to know because a lot of my listeners, entrepreneurs, peak performers, um, <laughs> I'm going to say I used to be, but you know, it'd be nice to hear just what it is that they need uniquely for them yep. in order to be at their best for everything. So what I do is I do a very specific set of um, practices. So when somebody comes mm -hmm. to see me, the first thing we do is we do a 45 minute interview where I really kind of figure out like, are you, do you have a sleep problem or is this a sleep optimization, mm -hmm. right? So do you have apnea, narcolepsy, restless legs, something, a disorder we need to fix, insomnia even, mm -hmm. or is it just, we need to get you the highest quality sleep that you can possibly get? That's a big question I have to answer first. So usually I have to do a quick sleep study, home-based sleep study, something like that, just to rule out sleep disorders. Yeah. So let's say we've ruled out your sleep disorders. Great. Next thing we're going to do is I'm going to talk to your doctor and I'm going to say, hey, let's do some blood work. Yeah. I want to look at uh, three different things, four actually, if you can do it. I want to look at your iron, I want to look at your magnesium, I want to look at your vitamin D, and I want to look at your melatonin. Mm. So I'd ask your doctor, because I'm not an MD, I would ask your MD to get blood work done so we could see, are you in the right ballpark? Because a lot of people are like, well, what supplement would you put me on for sleep? I'm like, I don't know what the hell's wrong with you. I, I, how do I know what supplement to put you on? I love that you do blood work, by the way. We have to, because mm. at the end of the day, if your body, if this unit isn't working correctly, that's, that's the place to start. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. I tell people all the time, you don't have a deficiency in ashwagandha. Okay. But you might have a deficiency <laughs> in vitamin D. And if we fix that, your life might be a lot, a lot better. The complex things, right? Right. Exactly. So, <laughs> so we do that. And then if they have no deficiencies, then I do something that's very unique is I actually do full genetic testing. So I take a DNA swab or I can take your 23andMe or your Ancestry.com and I push it up against 74 different sleep markers. So with a fair degree of predictive validity, I can tell you what your sleep is going to be like in 20 years. So for example, let's say you've got all the markers for sleep apnea, right? Mm -hmm. Then I'm going to have a very specific plan for you because I'm going to want to watch your weight, your neck size. I'm going to want you to have head and neck exams on a fairly regular basis, make sure things aren't getting crowded in there so we can prevent apnea from, you know, potentially causing a big problem for you. So we look at those type of things. We know exactly what your chronotype is from, uh, from your DNA. That's super easy to find. Yeah. Um, and so then I get in there and then I create a very specialized plan. So I do a pre-bed plan and I do a morning uh, plan as well. Then we do jet lag management. Um, and then I work within people's training schedules. So whether it's a CEO or an athlete or an actor, they all train on something somehow. And so I, I bring that in. So like, as an example, 
I work with um, a DJ uh, sometimes, his name Stevie is Oki. Steve Aoki, <laughs> right? And so Steve does 200 shows a year. Yeah. So, you know, like the, he has a very unique setup for his sleep that mm. nobody else would ever have because Maybe. he has to be able to sleep on an airplane. He has to be able to sleep in a house. He has to be able to sleep in a hotel. He has to be able to sleep, you know, everywhere. So we, we do special things for him to allow him to do that. So it's, it's not as hard as you might think. It's just being thoughtful, understanding what's kind of going on with people and then working it out. But almost everybody that I see has a very unique, unique um, uh, set of circumstances that we fix them on. It's almost a strategy. Like for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, we use some of the same pieces, Yeah, you know, because some things work for everybody, like, you know, changing your sleep times and lowering caffeine at certain times and things like that. But then um, some things are very, very individualized. Mm. So I usually start out with the general parts and then I can start to tack on the smaller things. And then something weird always happens like, oh, I've got to go to Paris next week or some crazy, <laughs> something like that. And then I'm trying to figure out their schedule. So yeah. it it's fun. I mean, it works well. And it I get to meet a lot of really interesting, interesting people who have um, some very unique issues um, and, uh, it's fascinating, you know, sleep is really, I would say it all boils down to safety. Yeah. You know, if you feel safe, you'll sleep, mm. right? For, so whatever that means. So if you just had a baby, then you also want that baby to be safe. If that, if you don't think that baby's safe, you ain't going to sleep, mm. right? If you're working and your finances are not in order and you think you're in some type of financial yeah. burden, you're in financial unsafety, you're not going to sleep. Right, so just thinking about, and then the physical surroundings, like if you don't have a nice physical surroundings, you think something's gonna come in, you're not gonna sleep, right? So when you start to really boil it down, we're really talking about the most vulnerable state that your body is in, in any given moment of the day, and you have to feel safe. And if you feel safe, you will sleep. People are really taking it for granted, and I can just see the work you're doing. And I'm so grateful to have you here. Thanks. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> I have two questions. Fire away. I really want to understand my partner and I sleep on the same bed, clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he loves a harder mat mattress. I prefer a softer. So advice or mm -hmm. anything that you recommend when it comes to mattresses. Yeah, oh, yeah. Toys. I don't know. The works. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> we have done reviews on just about everything you can possibly imagine. Yeah. So we've done over 150 mattress reviews on my website. So we have, for How example, many? 150. 150 different Amazing. ones. So we've got them for like, what's the best mattress for side sleepers? What's the best for back sleepers? What's the best for bigger people? What's the wow. best for menopause? What's that? Like we've done all kinds of testing. So wander around and see what you can find. I highly recommend that. But like, as an example, if you've got one person who likes it soft and one person who likes it firm, buy a firm bed and then you put a topper on top of the person's side who wants it who wants it softer. Yeah. That way you can kind of stay in the same bed. Some people will have two separate beds if they just put two separate beds together. Um, and some people will have articulating beds, you know, where they can go up and down. It yeah. just kind of depends upon what works for you. But I do want to bring up a point that I think is important that a lot of people don't think about. I want to be clear that the strength of your relationship does not depend upon whether or not you sleep in the same bed. Mm. Okay. Cause a lot of people are like, I've got to sleep in the same bed with my partner. Otherwise that means something bad about our relationship. It doesn't mean anything about your relationship. It means that maybe your partner snores or maybe your partner likes to sleep with the TV on, or maybe the partner has two bulldogs in the bed. That would be my story. Um, <laughs> and you have to deal with that. You know, that's just how life is sometimes. Right. And so, 
it's okay to sleep in the guest room two or three nights a week if that is if you're not trying to escape your relationship but you are just trying to get a good night's rest more power to you but i don't want people to think oh my gosh you know this is something terrible about me because it's really not but i will tell you this having a good bed and even better yet a good pillow makes all the difference in the world 100 percent. happier person happier wife happier life <laughs> yes happy person happy pillow right now this um this this podcast is all about people's dreams to build their empires. I have two mm -hmm. more. I know I said two more before. It's all good. The empire question I have is, what does empire mean to you? Yeah, so it's it's a funny word because I, I used to tell people all the time, I would say, I'm building a sleep empire, hop on or get out of my way, right? And that was how I felt about it was, yeah. I was gonna be, if I was gonna be the person who was gonna be out there and talking about sleep, if you're going to build an empire, you have to have a strong foundation. And that's where clinical based evidence was for me. So I always knew I didn't have to lean on my own intelligence all the time. I could lean on the intelligence of these researchers who've been researching sleep for years and years and years. And so for me, the empire aspect of it all is know the truth, mm -hmm. know your shit. Don't be afraid to say it, right? Like get out there and talk about it. And if somebody says something that the literature doesn't support, don't, you don't have to be obnoxious about it, but you can definitely raise your hand and say, hey, I've seen three studies that don't support that. Help, help me understand, you know, where you're coming from. Maybe you're, maybe you've discovered something new, mm. right? Nine times out of 10, they haven't discovered anything new. They just haven't read the literature correctly, yeah. right? And so if you're going to build an empire, think about what does that mean? That means you're going to be an emperor, right? And if you're going to be an emperor, you better know what's going on at all times with your, with your subject matter and, and at your topic. And it's going to take a lot of sacrifice, mm. right? I mean, if you're going to be, if you're going to build an empire, you're not going to get to go to every baseball game. You're just not, you're not going to get to go to every play, every dance recital. I wish you could. I mean, I know there are people that do, and I think that it's amazing that they get an opportunity to do so, but I, I don't know if those people are trying to create an empire or not. You know? I think um, I heard recently, fake it until you become it. <laughs> That's <laughs> an interesting- fake it until you make it. Right, right, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, you know, like I think, number one, I think there's rule, there's room for plenty of emperors, yeah. right? And, I, and I'm not the person who says, I know absolutely everything there is to know about sleep, far from it. But I think that if we have enough people who get on about a topic, yeah. right? So whatever that topic is, whether it's how to create your empire, sleep, whatever it is. But if you can get on a topic and really know the topic and, and really be helpful mm. to other people, provide value to people for the topic, I think that's where you kind of get the good things in life show up. And Dr. Bruce, our final question. I don't believe you, but that's okay. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, for the listeners and for myself. Sure. Because you've been an absolute ball of fun. Sure. If you were to give that one key mm -hmm. to the listeners, that one piece of advice for them to open the gates to whatever that is, what would that key be? Mm. Is it a piece of sleep advice or is it just a piece of life advice? Whatever comes to you. You can have as many as you want. You're the sleep. Oh, good. So <laughs> the, the one thing I would say is wake up at the same time seven days a week. Mm. I know I've said it like a million times, but I swear to you, it really really works. I think that's a really good one. Um, I think the other big one for me, I've, I've been reading a lot about success um, lately. I've read a bunch of, I like biographies. I've read Stephen yes. King's, I read Steve Martin's, I've read 
Dan Sullivan. I've read a bunch of biographies lately. And um, there's one thing that everybody seems to have in common. Yeah. And that's that they stuck around long enough for their idea to make it. So it's really about persistence. Yeah. You know, like, don't be persistent with a stupid idea. Like if it's failing, 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 you know, pivot, turn, adopt, you know, but, but don't stop. Yeah. Right. It's like, if you just keep like, I mean, I started talking about sleep 25 years ago. Okay. Like 1998. Yeah. Right. Like nobody was talking about sleep back then. Nobody was yeah. talking about sleep. I mean, I was talking about sleep through the energy drink, you know, universe and all of that. Nobody was talking about sleep then. Now all of a sudden people want to talk about sleep. But you stayed persistent. Right. Right. And I think that's really the key is if you, if you feel good in your heart about what you're doing, right, you know, you're doing something good for people. Um, you just got to keep at it and you just got to keep pushing for it. You'll get there. It just takes time. Dr. Michael. Bruce, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks. I've had a great time. I have had the best time sending you so much queen energy. Thank you. I'm, energy. I'm taking it. Is there anything you want to drop before we wrap up this amazing episode? No, I just want to let everybody know that it is possible to get better sleep. I know there are people out there who are thinking, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I haven't slept well in 20 years. Trust me. I do know what I'm talking about. I have met you before somewhere in the past and, and there is, there are solutions. So I don't want people to think that there aren't solutions. Also, I want everybody to know that you can build your own empire, right? Like that's something that everybody out there can do and continue listening to the podcast, yeah. learn, figure out what your empire is and then go build it. So just so everyone knows, he's been giving me quite the hint that I'm a dolphin and I need to make some changes in my sleep. <laughs> so everyone listening, thank you so much for the first guest speaker of Keys to the Queendom here in the US, California. I'm your host, Tamara Meyer. <laughs>